Welcome to Sunlight Connections, a homeschool podcast. In this podcast, we hope that you get the opportunity to connect with other homeschoolers for encouragement, tips, and fellowship. Like Sunlight's curriculum offerings, we explore homeschooling through the lens of a literature-rich, Christ-centered education. Join us on this adventure. Welcome to this month's Sunlight Spotlight. Sunlight Spotlight is an opportunity to hear from our Sunlight families. Why did they decide to homeschool with Sunlight? What do they love about it? And what advice would they give to other Sunlighters? Thank you so much for joining us. Hello, Sunny from Sunlight here, and I am being joined today by the Dyke family, John and Brandy. Would you two like to introduce yourselves and then tell me a little bit more about your family? Uh, my name is John Dyke, and this is... I'm Brandy Dyke, <laughs> and we are full-time RVers. Uh, about a year and a half, well, two years ago now, we were um, strongly led by the Lord to sell our home and our acreage and our chickens and our family decided as a family to um, follow that calling and go on the road full-time and share the gospel and go where the Lord leads us. So we've been working through Campers on Mission primarily and utilizing sunlight um, for our school curriculum. And we've been helping with hurricane relief, um, working at orphanages and youth camps. Um, and, and we're just trying to be obedient to the Lord. <laughs> well, that is amazing. And what a cool and unique story. Prior to you know going on the road like this, were your girls in school or were you already homeschooling? What kind of brought you to the homeschool decision? Well, we were led by the Lord to homeschool the year before COVID. So um, that was strong on our hearts. Um, and the girls were thriving in school. So it was a difficult decision, but we were obedient in it. And there was a lot of fruit. Um, honestly, we had school, we live in Michigan. So we had the polar vortex come through while the girls were in school <laughs> and they were shut down for almost a month. And in that month, we got very bored and tried homeschool curriculums. And that is when our oldest daughter accepted Christ. It just, the Lord spoke to her heart through that. And that is when the Lord started planting the seeds of homeschooling. And so we did that for a year, the following year, and then COVID hit the year after that. And I thought, well, maybe this is why, Lord, I see your vision. But then we were led to mission work. And one thing that Sunlight does so great and how the Lord paved our hearts for mission work is is um, authors like Rebecca Davis and um, telling the true stories of missionaries in the field and, and um, sowing that, those stories and how people hear the gospel and it changes whole villages. You know, our entire family was changed by that and had a passion for ministry after that. Well, that is so cool. And that's definitely a benefit you mentioned too, like the Sunlight Missionary Books. What was it initially when you started researching homeschool curriculums, though, that led you to Sunlight and made you decide that was the curriculum you were going to go with and try with your family? I, I work in the emergency department at a hospital, and um, one of the nurses I worked with uh, used Sunlight and just raved about it. So uh, that was one of the three different curriculums I checked into and my girls are avid readers. So literature base was the way to go. That was the one they were most receptive to when we tried the curriculums out over the polar vortex vacation. So 
Well, I love that. Yeah. So, so many things happened all at once, it sounds like, or over the course of about a year or so. Was it challenging making all of those transitions? I mean, homeschooling after school, moving into the RV, going and doing missions work. Um, you know, how challenging was that? And what were the things that you had to work through or figure out how you were going to manage those things now? Well, in his strength, I actually was finishing my college degree in the midst of all that. So I could have not, and I graduated with a 4.0. So all that to say that is the glory of the Lord. We couldn't have never done any of this without him um, with us and in and through us through it all. So I would say that one of the number one things is just not just to give yourself grace and be willing to follow his lead and change things and, and prepare, 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 be organized. Um, one of our biggest challenges is John's work schedule because he did stay working full-time. So he would get up at three in the morning and work his full-time job until eight, maybe even 11, and then go do missions um, and come back and work at night. And when he has meetings and we're at the table trying to work and we can't go outside because it's raining, you improvise and you and sometimes you have to find a different way. And, um, but the Lord always makes a way, right? So, and, and we're always able to stay on schedule. We, we try to follow a public school schedule just to, for accountability, but grace for yourself. <laughs> Yeah, that, that is great advice. Yeah, and I think a lot of times people put a lot of pressure on themselves when they're homeschooling to do it perfectly or right. And I love what you mentioned about you have to stay kind of flexible, go where the Lord leads you and, you know, take each day as it comes. You mentioned organization, though, and scheduling, and you guys stay on a traditional school schedule. But how did you come up with your current system? What does your normal homeschool day look like? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? What a day in your family's homeschool life really looks like? Well, we, we follow the model of a public school system schedule. Um, we are versatile because it's not always perfect, but... We have two classes. We have the butterfly class and that's our older grades, four through seven, uh, be fifth through eighth this year. And then we have the honeybee class, which is our kindergarten through second, but now first through third. And so we separate it that way because we do history, Bible and science separate uh, or together, excuse me. And then we have the separate um, language arts and math curriculum that they do individually. But how we set our schedule is our older girls get up a little bit earlier and we try to start our day at seven. Um, that is flexible, but the main thing is that they get started first and we go a little bit more in depth with our Bible study. I give them a laminated schedule for each class and I do all the teaching first. So for about two hours, I teach each subject and then I give them their assignments. And so then they get a homeschool hour break and then I transition to my younger girls and I teach them for a couple hours. We usually take a lunch break and then I have to do a little more one-on-one -on -one with our younger girls, but we do the read out louds together. And then um, some of the girls will watch their math videos, but I try to leave time to be one-on-one -on -one with my younger girls and make sure they're getting it. And so we usually wrap up our day about 2.30 but sometimes we have a little bit of homework from homeschool, but overall we do a four day curriculum and we try to do a free day where we do um, music through martial art, uh, martial music, excuse me. 
or we have a sewing day. So we try to keep that day free for even tests. We don't do tests during the normal school week. We save it for that day. And if they work ahead, they get a free day. So um, that's a little bit of a preview on our schedule, but we also do science Saturdays. Um, not perfectly consistent, but we try to, and we get dad involved and do a science experiment. So. I, I love that. Yeah, that John gets to be a part of it too. I know, yeah, science experiments are sometimes a, a fun way for dads to get involved. How do you feel about that, John? What has been your favorite thing about getting to share that with your girls that maybe you wouldn't if they were in school? Um, it's just been cool to see them learning in person and, and seeing things click and just just their excitement when they when they learn th new things and stuff like that and just being able to be right there with them while they're doing it. Yeah, that is great. And Brady, I think that's genius the way you described kind of having classes for your girls that you're combining together. Um, I don't think people necessarily think of that always and four kids might seem overwhelming, but I love the way you kind of have these two class sessions for your two older girls and your two younger girls um, because combining kids and running multiple programs can sometimes be hard. So how do you keep the class that you're not working with at the time, how do you keep them occupied while you're working with the other group of daughters? So that can be challenging. Our younger girls will sometimes wake up a little earlier but they'll just sit in and do Bible. I have a square, just a carpet square in the camper and I'll have them do fidgets or color or even just work ahead on some sheets that I have available for them. Um, but honestly, the younger girls often like to listen in on things we're doing, but the older girls are pretty independent. Um, they're always, they always are working on something, whether it be language arts um, and our older girls work together on their language arts. And my oldest daughter, I just require more of her. And that was a sunlight, said sunlight advisors advice to me. And so that has been a godsend that I don't have two language arts curriculums with them, but they're, they're both challenging and you can expect as more or less as you want um, from them. The juggle, I would say has went pretty well because they make it easy on me, <laughs> um, but um, I, we find tricks as we go. Yeah, I think that's a good point too. The longer you do it, the easier you kind of see what might work. Um, and so it doesn't have to be that intimidation of, oh, how am I going to handle all of this until you really get in there and see what your kids are doing and capable of. I love what you mentioned too about language arts and keeping kids in the same level, but expecting more from a more advanced student. That is something that our advisors like to share that people don't always realize. They think that you have to have each child at their individual level, but when it comes to something like writing, you can go as in-depth as you want um, for the same assignment. So that is a great point. You mentioned that you do the four-day schedule, um, and I know you also block schedule, don't you, where you do, like you double up on some subjects. Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit? I think when people first look at our IGs where they see days one through four, they may not realize you can do that. So can you explain a little bit what that looks like for you guys? Yes. Yes, we do block schedules. So um, our language arts, we would do two days in one um, and as opposed to each subject every single day. We focus on two subjects for two of the days and we rotate them. So Monday and Wednesday, I wish I had a schedule in front of me so I could look at it But from last year, but Monday and Wednesday last year, we did Bible every morning 
And then after Bible, we do language arts and then we would do in writing. And then we would do, I don't want to tell you wrong, I believe science. And so we would do two days of each and just focus on those subjects. And then the next day we would do history, Bible, history, and oh, brother, I'm sorry, I'm freezing up. I don't have it in front of me, but the other, the other subject we do, but we do math every day. Um, help me out here. What am I missing, Sunny? <laughs> we have history, Bible, geography, read aloud, language arts, you have their readers, science, math. Are you doing any of the hands-on, like hands-on history? Oh, that's, that's, that's what it is. That's what I miss. Our older girls actually have a writing curriculum that we supplement with. And right this next year, we've ordered um, Schoolhouse Rock for grammar. And so we add that in just to help with spelling and grammar and the rules and just to work alongside um, the sunlight curriculum with the language arts. But we did order that through sunlight and we're pretty excited to use that this year. But yes, and the writing curriculum also mirrors the history lessons. So it just kind of gives them a little bit of that on those off days. But yes, that was what I was missing. Um, I, I'd also like to add, and I forgot about this, um, our incentives program that we do with our homeschool and we call it Cider Mill Shack and you might hear about it from the girls. So because we have four days of school, um, we try to do every other week, sometimes just once a month if it's pretty busy, but Cider Mill Shack. And so they earn um, play money. It's not real, about a dollar a day. And then they get extra money for books that they read. And so at the end of it, they accumulate all of that. They have a baggie with a sticky note in their name. And I just fill our camper, it was our house at one time, with dollar store knickknacks and even school supplies that they need. And I play Christian music and they have to dance to get in and they go shopping at Cider Mill Shack. They can save their money and save up for bigger things or they can buy school supplies and they they look forward to that. So they get a couple warnings if they're getting off track, but they're pretty good. We don't usually have problems, but they they have the incentive of Cider Mill Shack every month. So oh, I love that. What a fun idea too that, yeah, they get, they're learning about money, which is great. Also, because you're in the RV, do you have your entire curriculum for the year with you at any given moment? And, you know, plus the cider mill shack rewards. I mean, how do you store and organize things when you're in a tighter space than when you were in your house? Yes. Um, thankfully, we have a lot of covered space and I utilize little mini totes and I label all of our books by grade. So I have a label maker and I put K for K through two and I put tape over the label. And so on each bookshelf, we have the grade curriculum so they can go and pick books if they want readers. We also have two other bookshelves with just um, just readers that aren't with the curriculum. So yes, we, we have bookshelves and then we have totes with last year's curriculum as well. If I need to grab anything, reference anything, or there's a reader that they just missed, we keep Adventures with Waffles on standby for every summer read. <laughs> Whether we're done with it or not, it is their favorite, so. <laughs> Yeah, that one is definitely popular. I love that one too with my youngest. We read it a few years ago and yeah, it stays up all the time because somebody always <laughs> wants to reread it. So love that. Um, you mentioned online music classes and I'm curious about this. If you're traveling around to your various missions projects, of course, you know, your girls are meeting other people in those places, but 
what types of things do you do as far as like extracurricular activities? If you're not in the same area all the time, it's not like they can go do something in your local community. So how do you kind of balance that and make sure that they still get the chance to pursue maybe some other activities they're interested in that are non-academic? Yes, absolutely. Well, no matter where we are, we sign up with a library. I have, I think, four different library cards from different states on my key ring right now. <laughs> And um, as far as music, martial music is phenomenal. Um, Aubrey plays the flute and she does music lessons every Thursday with Mr. Brian there and he's great. Um, we are on break for the summer and we'll be picking back up this, this fall. Um, Kylie did the recorder last year and we actually went online on YouTube because she was a fourth grader last year. And she did recorder lessons just on YouTube with, with what they had on there. And that was a recommendation also from martial music. Um, through Campers on Mission, the women sew. Um, they quilt and they sew and they do donate the items to organizations, um, pregnancy resource centers, veterans homes, and these women sew from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Monday through Saturday sometimes. And so they've taught the girls how to quilt and the girls are great. I have pictures, if you like them, of quilts that they've made and donated and baby baskets for youth auctions. The girls also crochet and knit, and they're part of a knitting group right now up here in Mackinac where we're at. Um, and we we are part of the, the library wherever we go, even if we're the only kids. Um, one year they won all the prizes, I think, because they were the only kids in Florida. <laughs> but um, we jump right in, and they're actually building bridges, uh, Mackinac bridges right now that will be judged in a couple weeks by the engineer um, through the library up here at Mackinac. So, we just kind of jump in. The Lord always opens doors for those opportunities. And um, and we try to join a Y if there's one around and take them swimming one, two days a week, three days a week. And then we're all active and John gets his time at the gym and I take him to the pool and we even do swim classes with some older ladies and they just love it. So it's it's been a joy. It's been great. Um, the Lord just opens those doors, I feel like, as we, we move along. So and in, in active in churches as well. Um, mm -hmm. Everywhere we go, he brings us to a church and they meet friends and they'll write. In a nutshell, the Lord opens those doors. I would say the biggest thing is getting involved at a church, finding a church family in the area. And the girls still write kids from all over the country and are close with them. And in a, they, the kids encourage them. They encourage the other kids. One of their friends just had knee surgery. Um, so being a part of a church family, you know, we embody Christ no matter where we are in the world. And, and when we are traveling, we are a vessel of encouragement and iron sharpens iron. So we're able to do that as we go and, and just kind of pick up wherever we are. And we have that bond of being sisters and brothers in Christ, which unites us. And that's pretty special. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is amazing because I think so many people say your kids are going to miss out on opportunities that kids in school have here, even just the things that your girls have had the opportunity to do. I mean, it's just phenomenal. They're doing more things than they would be if they were in one area and going to school every day. So I love that. Um, what has been the best part of homeschool family or maybe the most unexpected thing about deciding to homeschool and, and go on the road change this whole lifestyle? learning to trust God in a new way and just let go of everything and surrender every day. Sometimes you have to do that, but he is faithful and he provides. And it's not just about us. You know, we go to places and there are kids that are homesick 
they they they're serving and they're they need encouragement too and so one boy that we worked with he was from Africa and and he loved soccer and our girls missed soccer and he was able to coach the girls in soccer and it just brought joy to him and joy to us and it just seeing how the Lord unites people and lifts us up and brings us together for a bigger purpose one we don't even maybe know right now you know we won't even see completely um it's just it's just pretty special learning to depend on him what about you John yeah I would I would say the same thing pretty much exactly that's amazing. Yeah, that you guys really are trusting God for the next step. Do you have any idea what's down the road or on the horizon? Do you plan to continue homeschooling your girls all the way through high school? Or, you know, what it, what do the next few years look like, do you think? You know, I'd, I'd like to say I know those answers, but I don't. I, I would have never thought I'd be here. But we, you know, the Lord has led us here and and I couldn't see us going to a different place other than forward with sunlight um, because it does enrich in their faith. It does draw them near to God in their own relationship with the Lord. And, and they're growing so much independently and just becoming not someone I can make them and mold them to be someone he's molding them to be so it's just it's going really well we do feel led to keep pursuing missions with the lord um we have some commitments to some camps and developing in their camps um but we just take it you know a step at a time and and move and just keep moving forward with him so i would say yes we john's job is flexible as well and in we are so blessed and thankful that they encourage him in this. And, and so we will keep just following the Lord and obedient in the obedience the best we can a day at a time. So we, we don't see ourselves separating from sunlight. We love it. Of course. I love to hear that. Yeah. And I think sunlight has a way of sucking you in, but what encouragement would you share with other homeschool families, maybe that are in a rough spot or maybe those that are considering homeschooling, but they're not quite sure they can do it. How would you best encourage? Don't give up. Um, reach out to the advisors, utilize the resources sunlight has. Um, the advisors have been an, a tremendous encouragement to me and, and, and they also, help you just not to be so hard on yourself yourselves and just they give you new and inventive and creative ways to do things they help you simplify and and that that would be my suggestion is just build off of the simplification sim, off of simplicity you know just um don't don't think you have to fit everything in all at once the lord will build off of a strong foundation in him and and if you are where you're supposed to be with him, he'll take care of the rest little by little, but just, just to be obedient in, in taking one step forward and, and you'll see the fruit from, from the hard work. We've had some, we had some hurdles this year with long division and pre-algebra and um, like five digit addition with um, my, my second grader. And, and when they over, I thought, I don't know if I can do this. And John's an engineer and he was working with them. And then there were just these breakthroughs and their confidence soared. And, and my kindergartner learned how to read. And it was just like one thing after another, you saw the fruit. And, and my second grader does have dyslexia, which is a challenge. And we use the Happy Cheetah program. And that has helped her tremendously. So sunlight, even with the learning struggles, 
the Lord finds all these avenues and ways he provides um, and, and sunlight's just been wonderful. So just keep being obedient to what you're called to do. And we're teachers. So be a teacher when you're called to be a teacher and be a mom when you're called to be a mom. Try to separate the two and, and that's okay. Yeah, that is great advice. I know you've mentioned too that the advisors give advice as well. So anytime somebody needs prayer, encouragement, ideas, they can always reach out to our advisors as well. I love everything you've said today. I mean, it is a true testimony to what the homeschool experience is like and the joys you get to share with your kids. Thank you both so much for talking to me about your homeschool experience with Sunlight. Yeah, thank you for your time. Thank you for joining us here on the Sunlight Connections podcast. You can also visit Sunlight Curriculum on social media, in our Sunlight app, or at sunlight.com. I am Sunny from Sunlight, reminding you to tune in next time.